you know how much I love dogs in art and how much I love dogs in cartoons and how much I love the cartoons where the characters are meaningful and leave a legacy. Well, that's why we're jumping on Zoom now to cross the pond and speak to David Vozar about his cartoon character called Chippy that's made a big impact across the world. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. David Vozar, thank you so much for coming on A Dog's Life. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Well, I'm just so intrigued by Chippy. <laughs> Start, <laughs> please, by telling us who Chippy is. Well, Chippy was my dog when I was a little boy. He was my first dog. And I think, um, you know, first dogs live in the hearts of probably everybody. Um, and he always just sort of stayed around with me. Um, he was his his breed was he was a mixed breed he we were told he was a beagle american foxhound but he was quite a mix um you know very, sort of one of those nondescript dogs that you see coming out of shelters and um you know pretty unique people always ask me it's funny because people always send me pictures of their dogs that they think looks like chippy and i've seen everything from malteses to foxhounds to everything you know people have sort of they um, see their own dogs in Chippy for some for for some reason. Well, he is he's he's adorable. He's white and kind of typically dog shaped, which I think is yeah. is is the key here. Um, yeah. And it's his messages, right? Now, why did you start these gifts? Because Chippy has started his life as gifts during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean it, the evolution of it. I, I was a creative director in publishing for about forty five years. And in the beginning, when the work used to route, it used to route on paper. You would do a layout with markers and pens, and there would be this white space on the side of the layout. And I would put, you know, it would go, it would, the piece of paper would be routing to 15 people to get approved or to get comments. And I would put little comics in the in the margins of these layouts, and it would say, Chippy loves you or Chippy's happy to see you, or it was just, it was just like a frivolous thing that I was doing at the time. And um, when, then when MySpace launched, I was sort of professionally interested to understand social media. And I was much too shy to go on as a person. So I went on as Chippy the dog. Um, and at the time there were no animations. I was just drawing pictures and, you know, putting stuff on people's pages and saying, Chip, hi, Chippy says hi. <laughs> and I could not um, get arrested. Like nobody would accept friendship from Chippy. And ironically, this is really interesting to talk to you because in the UK, they were the first people to say, hey, this is okay to adopt this fictional uh, cartoon dog. And it really grew from that. Um, when MySpace crashed, uh, I moved over to uh, Facebook was not really working for me because there was no viral aspect to Facebook. I moved to Tumblr and began to create these animations. Um, Chippy was Chippy was edgier. He had like um, comics about dating and different kinds of things like that. And this young person wrote to me after I posted a comic and she wrote, you know, that last post wasn't Chippy. And I thought to myself, I wrote back to her, you know what, you're right. And, and I was looking around at Tumblr and I saw a lot of young people 
looking for positivity, looking, you know, no sarcasm, looking for more support. Um, and I just decided that at that point, Chippy was going to all be about unconditional love. And I, I wanted to do everything to sort of push back on all the negative stuff that goes there and just sort of be a little, a little oasis for people um, who want to experience something different. And that's how I sort of got into this rhythm of creating these gifts uh, for Chippy. I love that because we are as globally, aren't we, suffering a lot from mental yeah. health. I mean, yeah. my own personal view, ironically, David, is that uh, I believe social media creates a lot of it, a lot of anxiety, a lot of kind of expectation. And it's not really in the real world. And I mean, so I'm probably saying all this because of my age. But that's why I think Chippy's so refreshing, because actually dogs, are, real dogs are good for your mental health, you know. Yeah. So he's just really channeling what dogs do for people, I think. Yeah, it's it's a funny, it's a funny because I try to make them funny. At the same time that he is, you know, he he starts off as a dog where he's doing dog things. And next thing you know, he's jumped the shark and he's bringing a, a yacht um, or, or you know, so I think that that's the unexpected behavior that keeps it alive. You know, there was recently about three nights ago, I posted, I, I have a certain stream of gifts that I like to create for kids who are experiencing self-harm. And I, you know, it's a very close topic to me personally. And I um, put up this very simple gift of him with two signs and it says, please don't self-harm tonight. And then the other one said, I love you. And I was just blown away by the community of kids jumping on and supporting people who said it's been three weeks or, and you see this, you see these comments like, I can't believe a cartoon dog stopped me from self-harming tonight. And you go, wow, you know, you, you, it sort of blows you away that you can have that kind of dimension uh, to affect of effect on people. It's just that it's just so rare that someone either acknowledges them or shows positivity for them. Yeah, I mean that that's such a such a great fact. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I understand what it is. I mean, as a young person, I I was obsessed by Snoopy, for example. You know, mm -hmm. that was kind of my era. And oh gosh, all the other ones. Hong Kong Fooey was another one. And these dogs played such a these cartoon dogs. They were why I watched them, you know, and they were like the heroes. They were the the, the comics. They yeah. they made everything come right in the end, you know. They're like the yeah. heroes of the comic strip world, and um, it's interesting because, of course, it's art. You know what you're doing, yeah. Snoopy it, it should go down, and and indeed, so should Chippy go down in history as being art, which affects culture. Am yeah. I getting too deep here? <laughs> no, no, I, 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 you know, I live it. Yeah, Snoopy is is very, was you know or is very self assured and cool, and Chippy is more desperate and obsessive. You know, there was this <laughs> one this one young person commented on Chippy the other day, and she really got it. She said, "Somebody really has to help this dog because every day he's showing there, he's showing up, showing up with a different way to express his love for you." And and it's a very interesting space to inhabit because there are so many dimensions of love that come back on on him, whether it be grief or loss or people who've lost their dogs or people who love their dogs so much or uh, families who are separated, 
uh, and people use Chippy as a connector. I never intended it to be a connector as it's become. I still think of it when I created, I'm doing it from Chippy to one person. Uh, but people have sort of been, they've sort of, you know, pardon the pun, adopting him as their love mascot to either build relationships or initiate relationships or sustain relationships. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. And it really does give you a view of humanity that is extremely heartwarming um, that, you know, rather than segmenting people out from one another, the commonalities can be found, you know, I talk about sort of globe, making this globe more global to sort of bring people together. And I think a dog is a safe place to do that, you know, in a way. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, they're man's best friend. And of course, yeah. I guess Chippy's sort of rise to fame paralleled this massive boom in dog ownership. Do you think yeah, that yeah. was part of it? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I think I, I think even dogs that were in their lives, they brought into their lives in a way, uh, you know, because they were home with them all the time. I know certainly my dog, who's never five feet away from me, it feels like... Um, people have really re-engaged. I think they were, you know, not having to drag themselves to the office, being able to be home and appreciate, you know, having this, these lovely animals with them uh, has, has really made that stronger. Um, and then also the fact that they couldn't get physically to the people that they cared about was another piece of it. And there's a way to sort of um, use the dogs for that, for that. Yeah, and just, you know, send lovely, lovely, funny messages to cheer people up that don't invade your space too much. You know, when people send you a really long WhatsApp message or something, you know, yeah. and that's all great and lovely, but then you've got to reply in another long way. And before you know it, 20 minutes has passed of your day, you know, whereas just sending a GIF that as you mentioned in your ABC interview, last four seconds, it yeah. kind of fits perfectly with perhaps what, what's happening to us is that our attention span is shrinking. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I see it all the time. If I do something that's over 10 seconds, it doesn't do as well. I mean, it's really, it has to, like, it is like a little, I keep saying it's like a little seven second movie because it has to begin and end in the same place. It has to do something. It has to move. It has to, and it's it is a it's a fairly fun art form for me personally. I really I haven't got I've, after all these years. I'm not tired of it at all. It's it's a lot of fun. And, and Giphy, um, they were sort of a turning point for me as well because they wrote to me. I was just using Giphy. It's a it's a place to upload your gifts, and they would convert them to MP4s. So I was using it primarily for that, not in itself for other people to use the content. And they wrote to me at one point and they said, you know, if you use first person tags, they'll do much better. And I, instead of saying Chippy loves you, I would say, I love you. And it just Chippy is there. And that became, that was one of the things that sort of propelled it. And you talk about the pandemic, um, you know, there would be a billion views a month going through Giphy during that time period. Um, and it's, it's very unlike anything else that's on that page. It's just because it's a sort of a I sort of have a primitive style of, of, of art that I do. 
Yeah, I love it. That's but that's their key, their simplicity. It's yeah. it's you know that's what really has, has appealed to to me actually because I you know see I love dogs and I know the joy that dogs can bring you. And but sometimes you need reminding of it when you're out in the pouring rain with your dog and you're like, come on, hurry up because, you know, this and that. And I just think, yeah, I mean, certainly Chippy's brought a big smile to my face. I'm really into it. I didn't know Chippy existed until recently and I feel a bit deprived. Yeah, it's a funny it's a fine line because I don't you know, I never intended because I, I came out of that world of brands and um marketing and I didn't I never wanted Chippy to be that that's why there's no watermark on it there's no TMs or C's on it I want it to be owned by the people who use it and uh, and I I studied in college I, I was an illustration major and I studied calligraphy and I think Chippy is very calligraphic so every time I draw him I discover something else you know in him like in his eyes or something it's it's He's sort of taken on a life of his own the more I, the more I've worked with him. Gosh, and you, you've got some books coming out um, yes. now as well, have you not? Yes, I'm very excited. I um, once again about oh, I guess about over twelve years ago, I decided to self-publish, and I um, created "If Chippy Was Your Dog," which was sort of a collection of all of the stories that I had sort of told about Chippy over the years. And it's really the story of Chippy asking you to be his dog. Everything I write is always to the reader. So Chippy is appealing to you, can he please be your dog? And um, I created this book and self-published it, could not get published in, in publishing. And then a few years later, I did 100 Ways to Love You, which is really his list of things that he would do for you um, if, you know, if he could be your dog or how he would how he could show his love for you. And uh, that was really fun because it's it's content from everything from, you know, picking up scraps off the floor <laughs> to, uh, you know, going out for walkies to at the end, you know, bringing down the moon and the stars just for you because, when you look into a dog's eyes, you can sort of, and I, I'm sort of empathic when I'm working. I look at the dog, I, I, I look at her and, I, and, and love is just so abounding, they would do anything. And I go, okay, what would the thing be that Chippy would do? And I come up with these ideas from the very small to the you know, gargantuan. And that's what 100 Ways to Love You is. Um, so it was really fun. And then when the ABC News article came, uh, piece came out, what was funny about that, there was a fan on Chippy's Instagram account. He kept writing to me and saying, oh, I work for ABC News and I'm pitching you to be on ABC News. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, because <laughs> things come through all the time. And about six months later, he says, you know, I spoke to my producer and they want to put you on. And then the producer called me up and she said, we want to put you on tomorrow. Oh. And, I, and you're probably getting a sense from this how shy I am. It was, it was like, to do what? You know, what am I doing? And they put me on live and it was fantastic, but also, you know, horrifying. Um, the, the next day I wrote to my friends that one, one woman was a publisher in uh, HarperCollins, another one was a bookseller at Barnes & Noble. And I said, you know, I've been on ABC News. Now do you think somebody could publish me? <laughs> and, and they introduced me to, um, well, uh, one of them introduced me to uh, 
Dominique Roca at, at uh, Sourcebooks, and we had a lovely chat on the on on a Zoom call, and she totally got what I was trying to do, and they really took a really great leap to do these two books and publish them this fall, which is, I'm very excited about it because I really wanted, the reason I do the books was to extend the world for Chippy's fans. Um, so I'm really excited that people will be able to have access to these type, these books. Yeah, gosh, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I can see these books being used in schools, you know, yeah. to help educate children about dogs, children that are fearful of dogs or allergic to dogs, you know, to show children from the grassroots up the joy and the brilliance of dogs, really, and make people smile at the same time. Yeah. And there was a lovely organization I worked with many years ago uh, in my professional life called Pause for Reading. They used to send dogs to schools for the kids to read books to the dogs because it motivated kids to read if they were reading to a dog. And I thought, always thought that was a great idea. And it just sort of once again extends that connection. Yeah. That, that safe place. No, I get you. We, we've got um, various organizations here that do that, go into schools and, and, and the reading. It's great because, of course, dogs don't judge you. They don't right. mind if you, you can't right. say a word properly or miss a page accidentally on purpose or something, you know. That, right. and, and that's that calming effect, again, that dogs give you, you know, in real life. But I think, you know, the way you've captured Chippy and it, yeah, he's so he's so much fun. I, I really, you know, he's simple and fun and I for me I think simplicity and fun can be maybe missing out of our modern world at the moment you know sometimes it's the daftest things that should make you laugh out loud but we're all a bit afraid I think maybe to to, yeah. to have fun have I gone mad no I think I think you're right I, I you know as I'm working you I try to stay out of any kind of um segmentation politics anything that's going to trigger anyone and and it's hard <laughs> it's really it's actually really hard to because people are so passionate about many many things and you could inadvertently do things that are going to uh, trigger them but that's why you know dogs and their you know my imagination connecting to what a dog would do is is a really safe place to operate and and the wider you get with your audience, the more mindful you have to be of how you're being including everybody in the conversation and everybody can connect. And I think the dogs is sort of a cheat sheet to do that in a way, because they can, you know, it's a, it's everybody can connect to it to an animal, I think. Well, yes, yes. Um, you know, hopefully, absolutely. But also yeah. some cultures are, you know, not as dog dog centric as others, mm -hmm. perhaps. So it's yeah. a way of opening the door, I think, to those that might be a bit sceptical of dogs as well. But no, the books sound amazing. So are they going to be available in the UK as well, David? I, I believe so. I don't I don't know if right now the launch is going to be there. I, I will connect back to the publisher and just confirm that um, because I know Chippy does have a huge audience in the UK and Australia, Canada. Um, and actually, I've, I've really been amazed how global he has become from Russia to Philippines to um, South Africa, um, South America. Every I've gotten notes from everybody from everywhere, which is fabulous to to see. I don't know how broad the publish. I know usually international rights is the second wave of publishing, 
So right. I don't know. I don't know where we are with that at this point. But... No. So I mean, in terms of your global audience, um, what would be one of the most you mentioned earlier about self-harming and chippy mm-hmm. stopped self-harming what what other stories kind of made you go oh wow well i mean people who write to me about um i mean it's pretty this pretty heavy heavy things you know their mother could be terminally ill uh, one of my other rules like well, i should put this on a podcast but i tried ever to say no uh, to special requests uh so whenever I can, I've done wedding invitations. I've done everything that anything people ask me, I try to say yes. I mean, that's getting harder and harder with his popularity. But I still pride myself to try to do personal things for people whenever I can. Um, I've done uh, proposals. Will you marry me? I've done anniversaries. Um, a lot of uh, families separate from military families separated. Um, write to me about using Chippy as a connector. Um, I've had a lot of people, um, young people are, are tremendously gripping in terms of their depth of connection and their, I don't, I don't want to like betray their words, but just just saying how important it is that Chippy's there for them every day. And that's one of the other motivators to keep me going is that I have to keep coming up with content uh, because they they really are devouring it and they need it on a daily or multiple multiple times a day. Um, but it is it's it's very it's I've I've sometimes have to stand back and try to understand the depth of the connection to this project and it's it's much deeper than I would ever have imagined. Um, and some people use it as the mascot for their relationship. I, you know, I'm seeing more and more people getting tattoos, chippy tattoos, which to me was a huge leap in terms of connect connection. I was, I didn't know what to make of that at first. That's amazing. I mean, has Disney been in touch with you or anybody? You know, I can, oh, I can yeah. see the movie, Chippy uh, the movie. I know, I know. No, I, I mean, I, I sort of take it. I just whatever door opens, I'll, I'll go through. Um, I did. I, I've been a one-man show for a long time. I in the last year, when the books um, started, I'm getting interested in the books. That I did get an agent, so hopefully that will help me. Uh, but once again, I don't. I don't create to be viral. I create to affect one person. You know, if it, I, I don't care if I. It's it. There is a gamification when you watch it. Things that work or don't work. But it never bothers me if if it doesn't if it doesn't look, go wide. Um, it's just as satisfying if one person responds to it as you know, a million. I've I've had gifts go over a million views on Instagram, and I'm just I could not sit here and predict when that's going to happen, um, or if it, you know it's really interesting to watch. No, it is interesting. I'm you know this whole social media world we're in it kind of fascinates me and i think what it also does is scare me yeah the amount of communication and the depth or not of it you do you know what i mean yeah and 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 you know i think you know going back to dogs dogs on, on social media the way their antics are being served up and you know like and you, going back to your question earlier about the pop the adoption of dogs and the popularity I'm not surprised that that I wouldn't be surprised if that is not a big contributor 
people seeing dogs doing funny things and really appreciating the dimensions of owning a dog. Um, but but also social media is it's what, what when it started to really uh, boom for me on Instagram and TikTok, people started coming through in messages and different ways than I uh, than, than I expected. And that was that was overwhelming um, because there are a lot of voices that come in through that uh, doorway, which is can be very disconcerting as well, either gripping or disturbing at the same time. And you have to sort of put up a certain amount of barriers in your brain to sort of avoid that negative voice that will come through when you're working. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that, actually, because, of course, that is a big factor, isn't it? The negativity side. So, I mean, do you, I bet you, you know, in a way, does Chip keep you going? He's like become your alter ego. He, I mean, it's, I mean, some people might think it's my ego because there there is, um, the more I, I, I'm not that calculating in Chippy's in, in when I'm working on Chippy, but after it's done, I'll go, wow, what is what would a psychologist say about me by creating this incredibly obsessive needy dog um, who shows up every day? But yeah, I retired from profession my as a creative uh, person. I worked for Scholastic for 26 years. And I retired last August, and this has really become my work. This is what I do every day. This is what I love to do. I love to draw. I love to discover new things as I create. And um, it's really, it is keeping me going. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So um, the books are out this October and we need to get the heads up on their availability in the UK, David. This is great. I can't wait to plow through your Instagram page and, you know, and understand Chippy even a bit more. Do you know what I mean? It's great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. I've been listening to your to your I listened to Lady B podcast last Uh, night. Yes. um, And I was like sort of taken with your conversation about positivity and you know in a way positivity for people is just as uh, um, beneficial um uh, sort of i was sort of taken by that conversation about how dogs respond to that Um, yeah no that's true i mean having yourself in a good space with dogs i mean dogs um smell cortisol rising and falling in your body so they know when you're in a good mood or a bad mood and you know stressed individuals um have high cortisol and so do their dogs if um when bloods have been analyzed between a stressed human and their dog so it's like you know dogs are like their owners so and i think yeah and i think positivity it really is you know i know things can be hard and there's the cost of living crisis but to try and to think of something good you know and that's what Chippy's helping people achieve I I feel the cup is always half full in my world I try to keep it that way so Mm. and David you're helping people do that I think anyway gosh no I've loved this I'm so pleased you listened to Lady B her cycle ride by the way she's gosh it's been a bit of an adventure for her she nearly came off her bike and there's a car that brushed really closely by her so it's all been quite a drama but Yes, I enjoyed speaking to Lady B. She's quite a character and she's doing this huge cycle ride, you know, from one end of England right up to the top of Scotland. Yeah, to help um, retired service animals, which is so important. So, David, well, look, thank you so much for joining us and inspiring us about Chippy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. 
That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, Chippy does sound like a real chipper little personality. And you're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. <coughs> when in doubt, don't forget all the positivity that your dog brings to you every day. <coughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. It really makes a difference. Thanks again, of course, to David Vozar for joining us today and all the links to Chippy and to Chippy's new books that are coming soon are all in the show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer, for all the music and production as ever. Find out more about him at Pod People UK and find out more about me at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday, so why don't you subscribe now? And that way you'll never miss another show. Bye for now. Ball.